You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Hello there, and it's time for Left After Breakfast here on 3CR. 3CR, your only radio left. Susanna Duffy here with you again on a lovely Melbourne day, a damp day in winter. Mm, not much sun yet, but we'll see it soon, I know. Joined, of course, by Glenn, the co-host from Coo Health and resident 3CR historian, or actually 3CR resident historian, his and her story and our story. And good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Susanna. And, of course, good morning to listener. And without the listener, where would we be? Where would we be? Yes. Well, I know where we are. We're in Victoria, and I might just touch upon um, just some of the early, what's the word, developments in democracy in the state of Victoria, or the colony of Victoria. Because recently we had Victoria Day, which celebrated the separation of Victoria from New South Wales in July 1851. And, um, yes, Victoria broke away and as an act of parliament, which led to a new form of a representative government. It was quite limited, and the original form of parliamentary representation in Victoria was the Legislative Council. It had 30 members, now 20 were elected, and 10 appointed by the Lieutenant Governor. Now, as I said, there was 30 members of the Legislative Council in 1851, and those 20 elected were only elected by property owners. Unless you had £300,000 or paid rent of £10 per annum, you could not vote. So that was the beginning of democracy in the, in the colony of Victoria way back in 1851 with a legislative council. Yes, it was limited. Sure, it was a long way to go, but it made some important, um, some important developments in the birth of democracy in Victoria. The original legislative council brought in the um, Victoria's original constitution. It brought in a secret ballot for parliament, which is unique. It was a world leader. And I know Victoria led the world in free education. Victoria led the world in the eight-hour day. But even the... <laughs> quite reactionary legislative council led the world in a secret ballot, which is a world first. And they also set up building Parliament House in Springstead, which was commenced back in 1854. We know that uh, Victoria's constitution was passed in March 1854. Uh, it wasn't proclaimed until 18 months, and they had a royal assent back in Britain. So, yes, we passed the law in Victoria, but the Brits didn't give us royal assent. And um, the new parliament, it's, the constitution still has features which exist all those years later. We have the governor, we have a bicameral parliament, we have ministerial accountability, and a fully elected parliament. So 163 years later, these features of Victoria remain in place. And there's some of the features of the early Legislative Council. And um, the Legislative Council, as I said, only those who had money could stand initially. And we had two houses of parliament in the mid-1850s. We had the Legislative Council and the introduction of a Legislative Assembly. So it wasn't just the upper house. Well, it was an upper house and a lower house. And, um, yes, yeah, so there was... Um, the limits were posed very early on with democracy, democracy and reforms. The Legislative Council became a... What's the word? A, a, a hiding ground or a, a place controlled by for spotocracy who sought to um, neuter or oppose any changes which might benefit ordinary people. And there was a series of laws blocked by the upper house for many... There was a series on, on like supply 
has been rejected six times in Victoria. The last time they blocked supply was 1952, when the ALP and members of the Liberal Party voted to block the power of the country party government. We know back in the 1870s, there was um, supply was blocked five times. Uh, the Barry government... The Berry government in 1870 was threatened by blocking supply. So there's a long history of a squatocracy saying, no, 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 your money bills <laughs> only on our terms. The Legislative Council has changed a lot. But for, as I said, for the best part of a century, it was basically um, run by the squatocracy. Well, well, when you – well, I mean, when I look at it at the time, the 19th century, the middle and going on towards the end of the 19th century, well, really – who ran the place? It was the squatters, wasn't yeah. it? The old squatters. Right. Everyone else were just peasants, really, just transported from Europe as peasants hmm. and other parts of the world, yes, I know, but mainly from Europe as peasants and unable to read or write much. Though someone did try to tell me once that Ned Kelly was illiterate. I was saying, well, you haven't read some of the beautiful prose that's come out of Ned Kelly's pen. But the point is that's... It seemed natural to people at the time. Mm. Even then, even the people who couldn't vote, the people who were oppressed, their oppression seemed the natural order of things. Absolutely. That's why, that's why our parents were and our grandparents mm. always been that way. Why do we have the temerity to question our, our natural rulers? It um, reminds me of uh, the Peasants' Revolt of 1381. Wat Tyler. Tyler. Yes, Wat Tyler. To his great honour and esteem, we hardly know anything about him, apart from the fact his name was Wat Tyler in a few mm. meetings he called. He wasn't into the cult of the personality, as is the commonplace na- nowadays. But there was a thing in Wat Tyler where they quoted... Um, John Ball, the wandering preacher, John Ball. When you say wandering preacher, you get the the idea of some hobo, some tramp, some swaggy wandering around the place preaching. But he was a master um, of Belial, John Ball. He was an mm-hmm. educated man, and educated people at the time were in the church. It's not church, but what he preached was absolutely terrifying and horrifying to the barons and other great men of the land, and that was uh, a little ditty. When Adam delved and Eve span, who was then the gentleman? Basically, you know, this idea of we have orders and there's an upper class and a lower class, it's all bulldust, he said. Mm. And that's what we should have known in the 19th century, but of course we still didn't. Well, as I said, the Legislative Council blocked laws. There was laws brought into uh, better working conditions under the Factories Act, laws for workers' compensation, uh, the rights of women to vote, even laws abolishing plural voting. Plu- abolishing plural voting. The legislative Damn, vote early and vote laws. often. Well, well don't well, be... Well, well, plural voting. What? Well, you could, uh, you could vote. You had to vote. Plus, you had to vote on the basis of your ownership of land. It happens ah. in, the, in Melbourne council elections. Doesn't it still happen? If you, you can have two votes in the city of Melbourne, can't you? Like, well, no. Was it businesses can have a vote? There's something about the Melbourne council elections where it's weighted towards business interests. And it's, uh, I, I'm not saying it's plural voting, but it's something about Melbourne's council elections that are quite different, where you don't have to be a resident to have a vote. It's obvious, either businesses have two votes, or you have an absentee vote as a business owner. But you have two votes. If anyone actually under- knows this, could they give us a ring yeah. here on 94198377? That's 94198377. And clarify this, please. Can you have two votes if you're in the Melbourne City yeah, Council? Yeah, there's something there. Um, 
because Melbourne City Council now isn't the city of Melbourne itself, like the CBD, isn't a business district anymore. No. It's there a, are a hell of a lot of people live there now. City of parts of Carlton, uh, parts Carlton. of Kensington, Flemington. Yeah. Flemington too, too, is it? Yeah. I know it was Carlton. I didn't realise Flemington was Flem covered. But there are a lot there. of people who live now with a, with a postcode of 3000 and 3001. But there is something, there's something about the council elections in the city of Melbourne but different from other councils in Victoria. Gee, I, I, I wouldn't mind being able to have two votes. I'd use it for good, of course. Oh, everyone does. <laughs> but the legislative council in Victoria was the bulwark into democratic change, you know. The, the franchise was such only those who owned property, were educated or wealthy could vote initially. Eventually, men got the right to vote. Well, you need, you need to have £100, you need to freehold £100 or to pay £10 rent per annum to vote. A freehold of 300 mm. And it changed in 1857 with the Legislative Assembly coming as two Houses of Parliament from the Constitution of 1854. So men could vote in 1857. Women voted not till 1908, 51 years later. It's only um, some years back, when would it have been, 80s, that the local government authorities' voting changed when you could actually vote even if you only rented in the area. Yes. Before that, you had to own the property to vote. That's right. Well, the Legislative Council was very slow to change. I mean, it took the 1911 to have um, preferential voting and the Legislative Council. It took the 1935 to have compulsory voting or absentee voting. 1935, 80-plus years after it was established, voting wasn't compulsory which meant only the wealthy who wanted to vote could vote. And it took to 1950 to finally remove property qualifications of voters. 1950, after the Russian Revolution, after two world wars, after the cinemas, movies, cars, almost a century after it established, they finally removed property qualifications. It had long been a bulwark in any It was always change. property qualifications, and they finally removed that mm. in 1950. 1950. But as I said, they blocked, um, it was apparently between 1856 and 901, they blocked 9% of bills that came from the House of from the Legislative Assembly. That's like, like once, one every 10 bills is blocked by the Legislative Council. And as I said, women's workers' rights, women's ability to vote, plural voting, all of these things were no, no, the squatocracy. So we've come a long way for Elizabeth Council. Nowadays, there's a, a myriad of parties there. There's, was it Hunters and Fishers Party and it's a sex party? And um, it's no longer simply the, the wealthy in the um, Elizabeth Council. It's a diverse cross-section which represents Victorian voters. And there was my party, of course, it was, it was which party. went very well for full. It was called um, the Lunatic Fringe Party, the LFP. Oh, yeah. Well, well it gets I'm, rather... I'm not arguing. When was that? You get rather sick of being called the Lunatic Fringe, uh, 1979. OK. But, you know, Julie, you really do get sick of it when you refer to all the time as the Lunatic Fringe. So mm. you become... You make yourself a party, the Lunatic... We had enough. We had 603 members. Did you now? Yes. And did you have a seat in Legislative Council? Or did you no. run for the... Oh. No, we tried. But that's after public qualifications were disavowed. Yeah. Women could vote, so you probably had a chance of being elected. Yes, look, I should re re revive the LFP, but then I'd be under uh, fire from the Deadly Serious Party. Oh, good Lord. And you do have qualifications to actually... Uh, holds any seat if you're in the Deadly Serious Party. You have to be a left-handed hippopotamus, which I know oh, yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. But the Lunatic French Party, we held very good, strong um, values. values. Okay. Well, 
in the Legislative Council, you would not have got in there because until, really, uh, until the 1950s, about 70%, percent of the Legislative Council were squatocracies. <laughs> we're from the squatocracy. We're squatters. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it was totally, I mean, we, we know the class nature of politics in Australia, but the Victorian Legislative Council was the most hidebound, reactionary bulwark against change because of who mm. sat on those seats. Well, that's what they're about, aren't they? It's surprising for Victoria, which has mm. been the leader in Australian Absolutely. states with some fabulous things, the leader for change. These conservatives, though, what are they trying to conserve? Their power. Their power. Mm. Uh, I'm interested. Um, yeah, I'm just curious what happens with the Liberal Party and um, Mr. Mr. Not so much Mr. Abbott. He's a Mr. Abbott's about ego. He's bad, there's no different Abbott in terms of ego there. But the Bernardi tops and the Abbotts is they're a bit different. They got they got their really reactionary. They're like a Tea Party sort of. They're mod. seriously sick. Mm. Well, I mean, seriously sick. That Bernardi man is mm. seriously ill, and I really worry that he's allowed to wander about without supervision. He should be watched by. By uh, healthcare workers, hmm. you should have medical staff watching him. I'm quite serious. No, the no, man is ill. I mean, Abbott and Turnbull, it's about ego. There's no policy difference. It's just a, one will say black and say white to oppose, just to oppose him. But Benadi, Abbott, Abbott, there's a few of them that have these, they're like, they're like a tea party. They're like a real reactionary rump. And um, will those tear the little party asunder? What about the DLP, ALP split we saw back in the 50s? I mean, And we're seeing this now with the Liberal Party, I suppose. Yeah. A similar thing. But Abbott, of course, is a totally different thing. Yeah. His ego. It's, it's ego. It's nothing, nothing beyond ego. Abbott has trashed four parliaments, and none of them were the better for his presence in them. His solitary skill is damage. Yep. He's wrecked institutions, torn down careers, ridiculed the rule of law in his course and the, the, the whole realm of debate. He's governed against minorities and indulged himself at expensive duty. He's in... Look, I can't he's say governed he's insane. He's governed four minorities he's for not, the wealthy. In, not for the majority of us. Goodness. In his opposition now... He's driven by entitlement, by some lunar belief that he's been anointed to higher office. Did you know that his mother thought he was going to be a pope? She really believed he was going to be pope. And if he weren't going to be a pope, then he'd be the prime minister. When was the last British pope? Well, there's never been one. <laughs> no, so the I mean, I mean, he's an unusual paradox. I mean, he's a monarchist who's a Catholic. I mean, I'm not saying it's mutually exclusive, but the, the Queen of England is the head of the Church of England. Yes, of course. And... Uh, and the Pope and the Queen, I'm not saying they're antithetical to each other, they're quite different. And um, and the world is so full of contradictions. But I'm just thinking, you know, this Tea Party mob in the US, I mean, they've got parallels in Australia. I'm not talking about Abbott or Hanson, but the... the no, it's in not these Abbott. Tops. Abbott's just a straight-out uh, example power. of male rage, driven by power. revenge. He has no interest in anything yeah. except... Himself, he's like Rudd all over again. I mean, Abbott and Rudd—they're peas in a pod. Now, Abbott is a, a, all on his own. He's absolutely—he's driven by total. I tell you, he's an example of male, male rage. He's driven. Look, it really gets me that one man can do so much damage. Well, that's testament to his corrosive gift for harm. Remember, look. He held back the country on climate action. He invented whole ed- ed- edifices to deny marriage equality. He weaponised the fear of refugees and later weaponised the fear of Muslims. He made oh, citizenship a plaything. Mm-hmm. He fractured the bloody community. The most honest thing that can be said about him is he's driven by revenge. And any person of any dignity 
would resign from Parliament. There's no room for him in it, and he has nothing to offer it. Every day he remains, he serves only as a lesson in the flaws of human character. Goodness, I'll tell you what, there's... There's a diatribe. Well, the risk posed by lectures in, say, uh, you know, some kind of bloody by-election with Abbott leaves is no match for the risk posed by Tony Abbott. He's dangerous. What's his actual suit? He's North Shore Sydney, isn't he? I don't call, yeah, I don't call Rudd dangerous. Rudd is not dangerous. Abbott is dangerous. Abbott has nothing to lose. Mr. McGurr had Ben Long. What's I think what Abbott's actual seat North is? North Shore, I think. Someday. I've forgotten mm. the name of it. But Abbott has nothing to lose. He doesn't have dignity and he doesn't have esteem. He stands for nothing and that's what makes him explosive. He is a terrorist. Truly, he's a terrorist. He doesn't care about the carnage he creates. He doesn't care about the damage by the landmines he sets between what the country wants and what its leader it's allowed to do. He's never provided good government. He's spent almost a decade de- de- denying good government. I'll tell you, the only decent thing he could do, would, of course, is to resign, but he has no decency. No decency, no dignity, and no esteem. He's just one huge skin full of revenge. He was a... I mean, the Murdoch media got him into power. Murdoch, he wrote on a Murdoch's coattails. I mean, would Murdoch bring him back a second time? I mean, I mean you look at the... Look, um, the power of Murdoch, who's the main player in politics in the English-speaking world, he's the kingmaker. If you're a politician, you don't dare put him offside or else he will shaft you. Okay, look, look at the paper. But stupid people read the Herald Sun. They read these things. They believe that opinions are facts, you know. Murdoch's so skillful. And Abbott was his man, you know. The way they crucified Gillard and um, Abbott wrote in and um, Abbott, unfortunately, him and his ego could not deliver, was wanted. So he, he hangs around like the, like the Macbeth character in the background lurking there. Yes. Like the ghost. That's the one. The ghost who walks. That was the Phantom. That's someone else that goes to walk. That was the Phantom. He's a good guy, the Phantom. He's a good guy. Goes to walks. What was Phantom's dog called again? Was it Caesar? Phantom had a big white dog. Yes, he had a big white dog. Fang, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Fang. Well, someone had a big white dog called Fang. I was not mind Caesar. Well, it was Diana. No, that was his girlfriend. God, did the Phantom comic still come out? I don't know, listener. Do you know, listener, does the Phantom comic still come out? I'm having a skull ring. They used to have Phantom showbacks, the Royal Melbourne show back in the early 70s. And I'm having the Royal, having Phantom comics and skull rings. And We're talking oh, a long time ago. Oh, yes. I can remember lying under my bed with mm-hmm. my Phantom ring so it, mm. so it could glow in the dark, yeah. turning it around. It didn't really glow. <laughs> no, it didn't. But it was in your show bag and... You, and you get a lot of stuff in those days. It was bags. probably about that stuff that, that the women painted on clocks oh, and died from oh, radium. That's like that, that glowed, those poor ladies. Well, that was probably in the ring. Well, those ladies, as I said, and they died dreadful they'll, deaths. They'll glow for thousands of years, their bones. How horrible, you know? Yeah, they're still there. Well, I wonder what was in those phantom rings that made them glow in the dark. Well, you and I haven't died yet, Back goodness. in the 50s. <laughs> well, well, glowing. well, I didn't wear the phantom ring for very long and I wasn't sucking it. Oh, no, I wouldn't recommend it. God, no. I don't think I, I can't remember, but I do remember very, very clearly lying under the bed waiting for it to glow in the dark. And um, 
I think someone, some boy down the street, punched some other boy in the in the jaw. As you do, to leave that well, it wasn't heard of where I lived. It was terrible. All the parents had to get together and talk about it, and you know, discuss it how he had done this. One of the Cummins boys it was, and he punched one of the Fitzgerald boys. You can tell what sort of a sort of a street I I I, I, I lived. In. You can tell that the ethnic background, well, the cultural background of that street, because he'd punched someone in a jaw because he wanted to leave a mark. From the Phantom oh, Ring. Lord. It didn't leave a mark. Good he Lord. just left a boy with a sore face. And, of course, it was terrible. Dreadfully, he was pulled up in front of the school by the nuns the next day. As you would be. Yes. You'd be going a damn good flogging, I dare say. Well, no. Well, you wouldn't mm. You wouldn't punish assault with assault, would you? <laughs> you did in those days. Goodness me. Yes, I know. People have told me this before. But you not did. A, um, a promise, but it wasn't we at the scrapped. school that I went to. Our um our principal at primary school, who I won't mention on air, was a member of Opus Day. NCC Opus Day. Mm-hmm. And our primary school principal was not adverse to using the strap. Oh well my primary school teacher were none. It didn't have the strap. There were rumours that there was a strap. It was a big strap with nails in it. And um also lemon juice. Oh, we, I we, we must have known about lemon juice. But we, no one ever saw it. There was no first-hand accounts of it. I never saw it in all. Oh, and oh, I felt the, it. I felt like the four months. years that I was at primary school, I never felt it. Oh, I said a few times. Five over years. years. And it wasn't uncommon in those days. So, you know, uh, capital punishment, uh, corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. Oh, goodness. Uh, corporal punishment was par for the course in schooling. In, in many schools, apparently, yes. And what mm. kind of people did it bring up? It produced me. Well... Not sure good or bad. It produced one, me. Well, you well, you're the exception that proves the rule because we know, you know, it's only logical, isn't it? If you assault someone and say, don't you bash people, mm-hmm. but I'll bash you, bash, yeah. bash for bashing, you're teaching people that might equals right, that the bigger you are, the more you can bash people. So they grow up to think the only thing they can do if they can't... Is bash people. Is bash other people. Some of them mm-hmm. can't wait to get bigger so they can bash other people. So it becomes, you know, don't do as I do, do as I say. But, I mean, you don't... Teach people not to assault others by, by assaulting them. By assaulting mm. them, I mean it's it's not rocket science, is it? But it's, again, it's a cultural thing. I mean, it was part of the course in in state schools in the sixties and seventies to be you know strapped. It was just yeah, what it I'm was. Very very sorry to hear that. I really am. I'm always saddened when I hear that. And it was just the it was the lay of a lane. You you and you were saying earlier about you know your parents and your grandparents. So you, you know know better who your rulers are. This is the same thing. You expected to be spanked and hit. It was just, it's what happened. It's, um, and it's, it's intriguing mm. how you accept things, the acceptance that it's, it's normal to have these things occur. Like, and again, I've, I've tried to clarify, how do you define normal? What's, what's normal? Well, it's a very, that's a a very question, arbitrary term. Like, what's, what is normal? Is it well, it's, norm- an, it's an amorphous term, isn't it? Because mm. normal to one person isn't normal to another. No. I mean, normal to me was never being hit. No one I know was ever hit or assaulted. And normal. No, that's not true. We did know about some kids who lived around the, in the street, the next street, and their father used to hit them. And normal also, it's a time and place term. And it was normal in the. No, no. It's normal for us to drive now. It wasn't normal to drive 100 years ago. It wasn't normal either. So it's a term which is very arbitrary. It's, it's, well, that's just sort of things. That's toys we have. But, but that's I'm trying to look at the I mean, word normal. Yeah, how, how do you use it? What's this? 
It's what you're accustomed to and what you yeah. see all around you and, and what you then assume what everyone else does. Wasn't it normal to go to church for our parents in the 30s and 40s? It was normal for me to go to church on Sundays in the 50s. It was normal for my mother to go to church in the 30s and 40s. It wasn't normal for me. So just it, things change over time. And, but yeah, the word normal is a word I find very, um, very interesting because it's, it's hard to pigeonhole it. And why would you pigeonhole a word? Why can't a word be creative and flow smoothly, you know? Well, because it's an English language. Oh, no, it's, want, it's in flux, it is. Change the, yes, we don't want to change the total turnaround. Let's sort of change the meaning of the word because the no, English no, no, language no, no, is no. in flux. No, no, I'm saying just words. Words have different meanings different times, you know. I'm just, and it's English is a fascinating medium. It's, it's a language which is always developing. Um, I was talking to our mindfulness teacher yesterday, and she was saying she learned French, and... Um, you, words in French don't change. You can't change words. Words have to remain as they are. Whereas English is always developing. It's proceeding. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting the way language develops. It's very interesting. There is, um, in France especially, they have a big problem with English words coming into the French language. And they don't mind as long as it's understood that these French-speaking people are using in their sentences an English word or an English phrase. But they don't want the English word or phrase to become um, francified. Like, for example, they have something called le rose beef, which is R-O-S-B-I-F, le rose beef. And they say, no, if you want to call it roast beef, call oh. it roast beef. It's English roast beef. Uh. It's not French rose beef. Uh. Without realising, of course, that the word beef is, was a French word to oh. start with. Okay. Well, beef, that's a French word. I don't know, I'm asking, yeah. Yeah, well... That's what I find. No, no, but of course you can't. You can't change words in German. I had a fascinating chat with a man on a tram ride yesterday mm-hmm. for twenty minutes. A German man about German grammar and language and sackers and stuff. The rest of the tram must have thought we were insane, but I, we didn't care. We young man, we really enjoyed Good. ourselves. Oh, that's important. And you can't change things in German either. No, but English is always developing and changing, and that's why it's still here. And it's it's the universal language, it's, and it's and it's it's a bastard language, isn't it? It's been, it's got a bit of Saxon, it's got a bit of a bit of Latin. What else is in there? What we speak in our everyday language, when it's a we, hybrid. Now, of when we talk to people, and as you and I have been chatting here this morning, and as our our listener, if our listener is English native, a native English speaker. Mm-hmm. We ha- we speak in mainly we speak seventy percent at least, closer to seventy five percent straight out Saxon. Yeah, that's how we speak yeah. Saxon, and we haven't had that language in England for a long time. When did the Saxons invade? Oh, oh fifth century. Before, well, before the Normans. The fifth century. That's when the Romans left. The fifth. Mm. The Romans left. They couldn't, and that's when the Saxons came in. And after the Saxons had been there for a while, then you had um, the Danes come in. Yes. And as after the Danes had been there for a while, you had the Norwegians come in. Mm-hmm. And after they'd been there for a while and it simulated and the language had changed to fix them, you had the, the French come in, the Norman French well, come Norman in. Invasion, yeah. I mean, yeah, but there are a number of invasions. Oh, in. yes. But Saxons still, from the 5th century, mm. here we are in the 21st century, using at least 70% of our mm. vocabulary, our speaking vocabulary, as Saxon. It's a lovely language, Saxon. It gets called Anglo-Saxon. Well, and the Angle, they're different. The Angles were different to Saxon. Yeah, they're different. Two different grouping, big differences. Yeah, but the, the language is often gets called Anglo-Saxon, but it's basically Saxon. It is Saxon. And, um, but, well, it is Anglo in the sense it's based, it's, it's, it's current from what originates in what is now England. 
They can't yeah, form out of a language. The, the Angles who came to England, though, mm. from Anglia, yes. spoke a different dialect mm. than the people who came from Saxony. From Saxony, yes. They were cousins, mm. but they were still... And the word became, it became called Anglo-Saxon by... Yeah. Or, I think it was the hey. 16th, someone, some learned man who didn't know much better and thought he did, called it Anglo-Saxon. Hey, what's that, what's that? Hmm. Oh, God knows what his name was, if we ever knew. But they, there were some very learned men who weren't very smart or learned at all at the time. But that Saxon language from the 5th century to today, we're still using it. And I always quote as an example how why we still speak Saxon, because it's earthy, it's mm. basic, it relate, we, can, it's good. we can relate to it. That speech of Winston Churchill's, about how, you know, we'll fight them on the beaches, we'll mm. fight, that goes on and that's a whole big, long, mm. huge... Diatribe. Yeah, it's 4,000 4, words or something. Mm. It's a really big speech and it hits you. And out in that whole thing, there are two words that are not Saxon. Those two? One is pride and one is trumpet. Well, you go, I, I'm no, not... No, West in it, not strumpet. I, to rumpet. I like that. I said, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet publicly, but um, he obviously with spoke pride, well. With pride. I proudly blow my own trumpet. They hey, were the um, two words which came from France. They are not Saxon. No. But you, that speech hit people. Well, it did. We will fight them on. Because that's the language that appeals to our... Our solar a, a visceral, a visceral interest. Yes, it hits us in the guts. Guts is a lovely, beautiful Saxon That's word. That's a Deutsch guts. word, yeah. Stomach is a French word. Guts is Deutsch. Stomach is French. Yeah, yeah it's a Saxon word. Guts, and all the important things we do in our life, we do, we speak Saxon hmm. with this ring. I the wed or I wed you with this ring, hmm. or even you know, and it's to death, ashes to ashes. And dust to dust, they're good Saxon words, and they mm. hit us right in the guts. They're, they're not sort of philosophical, intellectual words as other words are. They're not like French or Latin. They're very down to earth. They're very visceral. Yes, oh, and and of course there is so much of Latin in our language. It's oh, quite incredible. Me. It really is. As you sit down and pick up a book and start underlining every word. What European language has got Latin as a base somewhere? Some are primarily Latin, but all have Latin, I think all have Latin somewhere. So, yeah, of course they do. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure about the Finnish and the, the Swedes. Uh, uh, no, they're... I'll tell you the ones that stick out, the ones that are different from other languages, So, not, but they're sort of like little little sort of mutations Which along ones? the way. Um, and that's Maltese, Turkish and Finnish. Well, Maltese are Arabic-based. Possibly, yeah. Uh, the Finnish, I was talking to Peck the other night, and he's saying the Finnish and Swedish languages are so different. Oh, said, they're different. But they're totally they sound different. similar to me, to my ear, they sound similar Finnish and Swedish. He said, no, big difference. No, they sound very different. Well, I find them, I find that they sound very different. They but do. then, of course, I have hearing aids. Well, Peck is Finnish, he says they are very different. I'm, yeah. And, what I get and they sound very, very different. Very different. I was watching many a couple of years back mm. one of those nice Danish cop shows that I like. Yeah. And... Uh, it was called the Eagle, Ernie Dan, oh, and, and, this, and the star of it. Well, the main character in his mm. cop show, the Eagle, was a chap they called the Eagle. As you do, and he played um, an Icelandic uh, detective working in Denmark. Yep. And at one stage, he um, he was on the phone mm. and he was speaking to um, his sister, 
And the fellow at the next, 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 next desk yep. said to him, what are you doing? Are you speaking Turkish? He said, no, that's Icelandic. I was talking to my sister. Yes, you do. And the fellow thought he was speaking Turkish. He said, it's not, it's just, it's not, there's Different nothing time. similar between Icelandic and, and Turkish. Turkish. There's not, but um. because it uses the same strange sounding syllables. Mm-hmm. As Finnish does, very okay. strange. Well, speaking of speaking, it's hard Have for me to look stop. at the names of in Finland. I need to stop speaking because I can hear the bagman outside. Oh, for heaven's sake! So the bagman's outside. So I'll leave a speaking to you in the bagman, and until I return next Friday, don't forget to say tune in here to three CR to Susanna Duffy's left after breakfast on eight five five on your AM dial. We've been raving on about language. Well, I'll let the bagman in, my dear. Chocula. Chocula. We will not negotiate with minor state of title government or anyone on, on our culture, on, on our land. You know, if people say, oh, you're going to finish up with nothing, well, then so be it. But at least our hearts will tell us that we did not sell out our country and our culture and heritage for a few scungy dollars. Subscribe to 3CR so that your dollars support Indigenous voices and the struggle for land justice. For Aboriginal people, the greatest grief of all is seeing the country destroyed. And somewhere along the line, we have to realise that we don't actually have the right to do that. That nothing we've ever done has given us the right to do that. Now, you know where I stand on this, because I'm so simple-minded. I think we've just got to admit that this is an Aboriginal country. Just do it. Nova Paris and you're listening to 3CR Be Proud Be Strong You have a smile that bring a tear to my eye Well Well yeah Yes right. heavens above I used we to calm get you down bag man you haven't even said good morning and you're muttering about scams. Oh, good morning, Susan. Good morning, listeners. And good morning to the uh, ever so likeable Irene Bolger. Good morning and thank you so much. Oh, that's all right. Lovely. Yes, that's not bad, is it? Ever no. so likeable. Yes. He's looking at me with slitty eyes, man, and there's something about <laughs> me that he dislikes this morning. Well, anyway, <laughs> good morning to everybody. Oh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's a bit dirty out there. The clean air. Um, especially out in Coburg, uh, following the fire in uh, Coolaroo. Now, if you don't know where Coolaroo is, I do. Coolaroo is mm. the um, the Broadmead, uh, the uh, Paris end of, of Broadmeadows. Broad yes, <laughs> not, not the uh, not the ghetto end where I used to live. Um, so uh, yes, you can smell it in the air. Uh, it's it's ghastly, but they took too long to evacuate people. Firefighters did, but the EPA would seem to be asleep. Yeah, but if they're knocking on your door at nine o'clock at night and you're in your jammies, yeah, and the coppers come knocking at the door, you know, can you please evacuate? Where, where do you evacuate to? Oh, they had a place would, for them, I think. Well, I mm. yeah, well, I would. I go. Mm. I go. Would I'd, you? I'd say I'd yes. Just close the doors and close the windows. No, but then you can't no. go out at all. I mean, it's still going, so it means you've got to stay inside for days. 
No, well, I'd get out if they say, look, evacuate yeah. for whatever reason, I evacuate. Yeah. Well, I'd rather be stuck at home than in a scout hall or a mosque. Suppose you, I don't know, you might get lucky. Well, suppose you... Get lucky in what way? <laughs> well, is that up to you? Irene, please. Oh. Look, kiddies might be listening at school holidays. Uh, yeah, but they might get some lollies. They might have lollies there oh, or yeah. something. Well, we don't I want to tell take... children about accepting lollies. <laughs> I, wouldn't take, oh, I wouldn't take a lolly from anybody unless they showed me... Uh, something in return. Uh, well, it's better. Suppose it's a bushfire and they tell you to oh, evacuate. Oh, that's different. But you that's know what different. gets me? Just This brings it back to that uh, place in uh, London that they were told by firefighters to stay. To stay. Now, why mm. would you ever tell a person to stay in a burning building? Mm. Why? They said, well, put wet towels down under, mm. uh, at the bottom of your doors. <coughs> why not evacuate? Well, when they, they were told to stay... The firefighters had no idea. Yeah. No, but even step. so, if there's a fire... And it was fire, only on the lower floor. Well, yeah, mm. but even so, there's the... I mean, in our building, it's, yeah. it's only got about 50 people in it, you're told to evacuate immediately, even if there's a vague idea that there's Don't a fire. Don't use the lifts. Yeah, the lifts stop. The, the lifts automatically stop. You have to go down the stairs and... and uh, it tells you to evacuate. Yeah, but they didn't know about the content of this, of this illegal yes. uh, cladding. It doesn't matter. Um, That's not the point. Well, it's the point is, if you've got a fire anywhere in a high, in a in a building where there are quite a lot of people, mm-hmm. you get them out. You don't know what's going to happen, so you just evacuate them. I know they did that to us when I lived in Docklands in one of the buildings down there. Oh, she lived in Docklands. Yes, I, I heard did. that. I heard Ooh. that. Yes, well. Only in a small, Pretty expensive, little small place. <laughs> oh, no, I visited you one day. You had one bedroom. Yeah. And you've still only got one bedroom. Exactly. And I loved it down there. But anyway. I've got two. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, my my dad's know, a policeman. They used to evacuate us even if there was a, a even if it was a, not, a, not a fire, but yeah, it had false gone alarm. on. False alarm. Yeah. They'd evacuate us. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You don't say... If there's, you know, put a towel, that's a ridiculous thing. Well, I'm sure that's all going to come out in the coronial oh, inquiry, yes. I'm pretty they sure. Just... And uh, there should be a lot of people that uh, have got a lot to pay for. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. And do you Any... want a tool of the week? Oh, tool of the week. This will be a good one, I bet you. This week it's the police. What? The Victorian the police. police. Victoria police. Yes, well... Charging into inflation as though there's a, a civil nightclub. war going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They're all done up in all their black Star sort of, Wars. Yeah, gear. Star Wars gear. Mm. And go up and shoot, shoot some poor person in the back. He was only having sex. Yeah. Him and That's why he was shot huh? in the back. Yeah, oh, because well, they said in the missionary they position. They thought it was yeah, right. he was on top. Yeah, so well, she obviously, only got shot so the it, was, leg. it was pretty conventional for sort oh, of my God. sex in a nightclub. You don't get shot. I don't know. You should, <laughs> you'll have to tell me more about this. You I don't mean. get shot. This is for conventional. Sex. Is it? <laughs> it sounds like so. It. In nightclubs, you don't have sort of conventional sex. You have oh, some other. You'd be sort. standing up or something. I don't know. But no. anyway, it was a couch, so it was fortunately yeah. it was a couch here. But yeah. anyway, so he was shot in the back, and she was. Shot in the leg. So yeah. her leg was yeah. around his back, poor woman. Well, I don't know. Um, I did, that's what I mean, at least. I no, you see, there's children, might be kiddies listening here, so you've got to be Oh, that's a bit, of course. School <laughs> holidays. Um, well, that's right. Uh, somebody apparently had rung up the police, even though uh, even though security knew that he had a, a toy gun. Toy gun. Uh, somebody rings up the police and says, this bloke's got a gun. Well, 
And police can't tell it. Well, they don't even bother to look. No, Whether no. it's what's going on. Nope. They just immediately open fire. Yep. Within yep. seconds of well, getting up there. You can't take that chance. Because he put his hand down to see. This is to what pull the, his pants this is what up. The American police do all the time. <laughs> they do. They shoot black people constantly like this. If you get pulled over and you're a black person in the United States, don't move your hands. If they say to you, "If you got where's your license or registration or something," and you start moving towards it, they'll shoot you. Mm. I've seen yeah. I've seen instances of that. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. On on CCTV on CCTV on only Facebook. in America. Yeah, but this poor bugger was trying to pull his pants up yeah. as one would. Well, oh, bag well, man, you're, you're a man. I mean, I, I mean, what would you do? You if, wouldn't want if, to be if, caught. If you're lying on a couch in the nightclub having sex with some yeah. delecto. You wouldn't want to be caught in a compromising position. <laughs> no, obviously. with your bum stuck up in the air. Well, no. and also other appendages hanging out. Yeah, exactly. You'd automatically reach for your petrol bowsers yeah. and, and pull them up yeah. and so get shot for it. They're absolute tools. Absolutely. I mean, really. <laughs> this is a Victorian police. Yeah. I it's tell you, when, what's her name, Christine? Um, Nixon. Nixon. Mm-hmm. When Christine Nixon took over, I pity she's gone, but when Christine mm. Nixon took over the Victorian police, the shooting stopped. Mm. Before mm. that, there was a shooting every month. All the time. But, you know, they, a lot of them didn't like her. I remember I had to go to a police station out in the west somewhere, I won't name it, but... Uh, what for? Oh, Speak to a client. Something to do oh. with one of my clients. Heaven's oh, right. <laughs> sake, man. And uh, because I'd been naughty. Um, anyway, I, but they had, a, they had a poster up denigrating Christine Nixon in the police really? station. In the police yeah, station. The, police station. No, the was, head of the police. She yeah. was good. She was the head of the police. They yeah, had and they had up. a poster up having, you know, denigrating yeah. it. They, they, they brought the it down because uh, on the night of the famous uh, bushfires where a lot of people lost their lives, she was apparently having Oh, she dinner. had for dinner. Yeah. Well, people well, do eat. Yeah. Um, but she should have been... Well, what she's a woman, and that's what, should what they she do be? to women. She had left that that. Um, well, she should well, have been out fighting the she bushfires. She should have got a takeaway to the control room <laughs> yeah. instead of going out. Yeah, yeah, because mm. she had control, didn't she, of all the fires? Hardly. Yeah. Anyway. They wanted a chance to get her out. No, it was because of that shooting mentality. Mentality. Oh, that the absolutely. Well, they don't like a woman in charge either. They're too macho. Mm. They don't like women in much in the police. Force. No, they don't do they? You notice this. A yes, of, I think of some pe- of the women in there have too. A lot of people have been shot by the uh, Victorian police mm. and uh, Avon and Lockwood um, uh, shot uh, Gary Abdul. Yes. Um, oh, I that think, was outrageous. I'm not too sure of the number, but I think about nine times, including yeah. in the back of the hands, yeah. in the back, yeah. the back of the neck yeah. and whatever. In an and empty room. In an and empty room. And they reckon room. they think he's going to shoot them and they're all scared so they go right. <laughs> and actually uh, Lockwood uh, who done the shooting actually had to borrow the gun yeah, of Avon yeah he had to take the other because he ran um, out of bullets because he ran out yeah. of bullets yeah um, and yeah. I followed that trial and I went there every day oh, I and I predicted I uh, and I uh, gave it to um, uh, Jan from 3CR in a, in a sealed envelope that these people these policemen would be found not guilty because they tied the jury up in such technical well, jargon. That's the thing. Yeah. So they're not and quite sure what's going on. That's what you lawyers do. Oh. Right? 
Oh, not you. Well, it's a job. I like it's community lawyers, so I'm not too fush about that. Uh, that poor boy. boy. I'm, I'm a defence lawyer. Oh, I'm, yeah, but, yeah. That poor boy, I've got those bullets in his hands, yeah. passed yeah. through his hands and into his horrible. knees. He had his hands, he was kneeling yeah, with right. his head facing wall and his hands over his oh, head. Oh, he was protecting just, his head. Mm. That's why he had the bullets in but his hands. But it's like with Jensen. Yes, uh, they like set Jensen. Jensen up in, yes. the, in his car. What, he's driving around to go down to the... Hardware store. Hardware store with his shotgun or whatever he's supposed to... Suppose some gun that he's supposed to have in his car and the police reckon they can see him reaching for it when it's down on the floor mm. and he's got his car door shut and uh, they just suddenly surround him. Give me a break. As if he's stupid enough. This is the thing. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a crook who's been a he's crook a crib. for years. He's a petty crook. And he's... As if he's going to be stupid enough when he's surrounded by police to reach down to get something. Mm. He's not suicidal. Well, the man, the man that was involved in the shooting and the police, uh, his allegations, the police pointed the gun um, on, uh, on him, um, is now Robert Hill, who has been promoted in the police force, and I think he's in charge of traffic. Yeah. Oh, good. But anyway, let's That's get good. off the coppers. And, and I could bring up another one. Oh, yeah? While I'm on the tools. Oh, um, <laughs> on the tools. <laughs> Um, She's on the tools. Isn't I'm on the tools this morning. Uh, is that young boy with the little knife? If you can't defend, if the police are unable to get a knife away from a, how old was he? Um, is it? This is a guy the in, um, in, in Northcote. Northcote. In uh, All in Nations Park. Oh, the skateboarder. The yeah. Yes, skateboarder. Yeah. The skateboarder that they, that they shot in the skateboard yeah. park. The, now, the little you, boy. There were several yeah. police there, right? And they he's backed shot up the into shit a corner. Out of him. They backed him up into a corner yeah. in the skateboard park. And he's got park. a little knife. Yeah, but he could now, flick it at him. It was a kitchen knife. At him. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, uh, even if he had a bigger knife, like yeah. a, uh, who knows? A machete. Knife that you cut your pork. Roast with or something, um, they're not trained to take a knife off somebody. They've got batons. They've got spray. They've got that long baton. Yeah. So and they've got and spray. They, if yeah. they surround him and come up there with their batons. In the old days, it would have been a telephone book. They could have beat him over there with the telephone book. They don't carry book. them around in it. No, they only <laughs> do, do that, that in the police station. He wasn't in the police station. <laughs> do it in the police station. That poor yeah. boy, yes. And the reason for that was it never left any bruises. If they belted you on the head with a phone book, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. bruises don't show. No. Anyway, enough of the coppers. Not that they really care about the bruises mm. sometimes. Jesus, it was cold this morning. I should have talking of coppers. Please yeah. tell us about being cold because I'm. Oh, wanna, being cold this morning. Yeah, I because because I want to ask Irene a legal question. All oh, right. Uh, if, if, if I'm allowed to wear something, oh, give me a free legal advice. just Yeah, you just talk. That don't work for nothing. No, it was so cold this morning, I couldn't ride the motorbike, the Harley Ferguson no, 150cc charger. <laughs> um, so I had to catch an Uber. Uh, it, cost, it cost $400 this morning. Um, from, uh, I wonder uh, whether. Really? Collingwood. Yes, I said that Uber oh, upped their fares 300%. Yeah, how much did you pay? 400 No, I was money joking, but uh, apparently some people paid $400 with the price surge that's operated by Uber. Um, yesterday when the trains broke down. It's outrageous. And that's outrageous. free enterprise for you. Yeah, but well, it's free enterprise, exactly. It? That's yeah. capitalistic what's, what's, free enterprise. What's your problem? Well, yeah. and, and, and the problem is that the, the, it's still illegal, by the way, Uber. 
it's still illegal. Allegedly, um, yes. But the taxi industry um, treated their passenger, their clients, with disdain and contempt over, over the years and contempt oh, over well, the, the years. Well, that's the thing. I've I've had terrible. When experiences, I, I have I too. have ter- had terrible experiences with taxi drivers. Women, I think, have had terrible experiences oh. with taxi yeah, drivers. Yeah, but when you can afford taxis. Well, that's the thing. Comrade. Well, there's a certain time when I was uh, uh, a barrister that I didn't mm. have my licence. I can't explain why, but anyway, no. I didn't. We oh. know, but we're keeping <laughs> quiet. <laughs> and I had to take taxis to the railway station. And you used to live in Tarnit. I lived in Tarnit out in the middle of the It's Nova. all the go now, Tarnit. I was going I know, to it is all the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's lots House happening out there. Windham and House of land packages, uh, carjacking <laughs> packages, <laughs> breaking into packages. Well, they were growing <laughs> because the houses are big out there, you see, and, uh, and they have huge um, – well, they have – at least three bedrooms in all, and but they also have very large living areas, mm. and uh, so what they do is pull the kitchen out bit out, and then they have this huge area where mm. they can grow cannabis. Oh, so there, lot, there was oh, lots of oh, I might cannabis take a, being grown out in I, I might take a stroll. Oh, I can't yeah. take a stroll up to Tarnit, can I? It's a, is, there, is there a train? Yes, there's a train. You have to get off it. No, oh, no. Well, there's a train at Tarnit now. Uh-huh. After I left Tarnit, they opened the yeah. station because you used to have to go to Hopper's Crossing. But now there's a Tarnit station. And the, nice. uh, the member of Tarnit is an old friend of ours, an old friend of mine, a workmate, uh, Tomo Languila. Oh, yeah. Oh. She's in the strife more, at the moment. Who, out that way, he's in more shit than a Werribee duck. Mm. Well, he's in the right place, isn't he? In the next he? election. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was thinking of going back out there and running. Tomo will. Oh, now, gonna I was going to car. ask you, Irene, I've got something in, in, my your, hand pro- here. in your professional um, opinion, am I allowed to wear that around my neck? I reckon no. Uh, I'd say probably not. Uh, Just for the people who are listening, describe it. it It's a bullet. It's a a silver bullet. A 303 bullet. For vampires. With a name on it. For vampires. Oh, yes. I I, I can't see. It's not something you could actually use, so I can't see that it's a problem. I wouldn't, after criticising the police, I'd be very careful uh, about wearing it down Smith Street and Collingwood from now on. I'll be looking for you. No, I think, well, I, I, look, I'd have to come back next week with oh, the advice. I do your homework. <laughs> I, it's the name I'm um, Yes, do you want about. to say the name? Well, it's got Peter, Peter Dutton. Dutton written on it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah well, that's inciting violence. Oh, oh yes. yes. See, there's another legal Well, it could be. They could find a little charge yeah. to could say they? that uh, you're suggesting something with it, but yeah. I quite like it, though. I thought it was a wooden stake. That uh, killed a vampire. And silver bullets. And, sil- and silver oh, really? bullets, was it? Oh, okay. Well, the guy that wrote the book didn't talk about silver bullets. Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker, no. he oh. talked about wooden stakes. And oh. garlic. A bit cheaper. Garlic. But, but, it, but it occurred to me this morning as I put that round my neck, because I live in Hope. I love that. I put where that round my neck. I got it from <laughs> Queen Vic Market while it's still there. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, it's where you get but the... Have they got more than one? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's where you get the pet tags from. You know, those places oh. that put, you know, Fido oh, and Rex and Fluffy yeah. on the pet tag. Yeah, and it cost a lot of money. Oh, it it looks it like did. it would have. Yeah, it cost $10. Did it? Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't pay $10 for it, even if it killed Peter Dutton. <laughs> no, but I wondered... That, yeah. no, it's, that's not the purpose of it, though. <laughs> no, it's oh, not no, that. No. And it's a disclaimer. Occurred. 
And it occurred to me this morning as I put it on, I remembered someone we know. I won't say a friend. Oh, yes. But I'm, someone we he know. He died recently. Yeah, well, mm. not, yes, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, well. I hope so. I sent him flowers. Oh, well, I didn't send him flowers. I can assure <laughs> you I wouldn't. But um, Who is it? Uh, someone we know yes. used to live. He lived. He had rooms in a pub, a pub? Um, in Not Johnston from Street in Fitzroy. And upstairs in the window, we had a big cardboard sign saying, Kenneth must die. Oh, yes. And well, they charged him with a... that. But the thing was, Kenneth mm. must die. I mean, we all must die. Well, we must die. All God's children must yeah. die. I think I think he got a bit of time in the go slow no, because of that. He? Yes, I think he did. Or he got a, a well, significant not. fine. Well, those were the days of Jeff Kennett. Yes, yeah. um, I know. Just Jeff, before I'm he Jeff, sold I'm off Jeff everything Kenneth. we owned. Everything. <laughs> everything and, we and owned. Do you think Labor would get it back, though? No, because no. Labor have got the opportunity right now to bring the railways back into state ownership. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think they're going to? No, because they're currently going through the negotiating period for... Connex or something, yeah. But there is not Connex here, the last one. Oh, this one. This one, what the new they? one. I don't know. I get, I get confused. They're they going to give it back hands. to them. I noticed that the, the trains, thing, are, yeah. trains are up for um, a renewal there. Well, contract. What I'm talking about. What oh, is it? So you don't listen to it. <laughs> I do listen to you. Sometimes See, I, I have you, to turn in a different direction. That was a test. No, oh, was it? <laughs> you're looking at because you've got your little list, and I've t- we've That's totally right. I come prepared. Right I come prepared. <laughs> I've got my little iPad here. And we haven't let you get Can into I, your list. Just, just before yeah, we look at the yeah, time, yeah, one more yeah, thing. Yep. Uh, counting dead women. Uh, oh, destroy yes. the joint. Thank you very much for collecting these uh, numbers for us. Uh, it's 23 women at the moment, uh, but they're still they're That's still this year. Uh, this year, but there's still there's still others that they're because they're very careful about uh, uh, which not how what they put on the list. So they do a lot of re- it's all right. It's just written up a bit. I'm, <laughs> She's I'm adjusting my clothing. Strides. <laughs> they um, uh, they're very careful. So they've got some that they're looking at, but at the moment it's 23. Women, but thank mm. you so much for all the work that they do. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it's they're twenty-three women murdered that are this dead year by men that partners. they loved. Yeah. Can yes. I just go on to something when you? This is what it is: men that they loved. Yes, yes which once, is once, even if they'd stopped loving them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. <sighs> I'm is just it, reading it? something that uh, you were uh, readjusting your uh, your underwear. <laughs> Uh, I was not. Well, you were. You were this reaching down television. there. This should be television. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you know that in Victoria, mooning is officially illegal? What? And bare oh, mooning? Bum, bare bummed offenders face two months in jail for bearing all from oh, today. That's outrageous. Oh, really? If they yep. just passed the law? Well, they passed it last week, but I'm really? reading from an old newspaper. Oh, bad man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and of all that, think of the times oh. you've escaped. The escape the strong arm of the law. That's right. And many's the time you've sat on air and you've said, if he doesn't do that, I'll bear my oh, yeah. bum in Burke, Burke Street. Street. And bloody hell, he did once, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But uh, did you? you did yes, also, I did. didn't you Didn't you bear your bum at the Queen? Yes, I did. 
along um, with Georgie Tsotsis. When was yeah. that? Georgie oh, Alphabet. You, Georgie Alphabet. Yeah. When she was here, when whenever she was that here. was. Yeah, but when she's been here. Oh, know, she was so. here only a few years ago. Only a few oh, years back, and she oh, was okay. here on March the 17th, yeah. which oh. was a Saturday, and we which couldn't have Patrick's it. Day. And we couldn't have the Irish uh, stuff at, the, oh, at, at our local pub. It was banned. Mm. And we had to, we oh. couldn't have the green banners with the shamrocks on along our house. It was no. banned. No, you Julie. Can't, they can't do that. Yes, That's they could. We were told to take them down. We, we couldn't On have your them. property? Yes, because well, the Queen was here. Otherwise, those police will come what? in and shoot them. No. It's a city at war. You see, it's the island. <laughs> the English crown was at Especially war with Ireland. sex. <laughs> On a couch. <laughs> How long ago was this? Like oh, 1850? No, no. We're talking about maybe five years ago. No. Five, it, six it, years ago. It was the 21st century. Yeah. I can't it think what the exhibition buildings up oh. here. Yeah, Knock yeah. me down with a in feather. The, in the gardens. Yeah, knock me down with a green feather. I tell you, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't oh, yeah. wave a green feather. We were furious in Clifton so Hill. He wants to talk about mooning because he's got all no, the time. No, no, oh, no, 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 that's no, no, no I finished that. I just want to say that yeah. uh, I oh, did. You're get, reading his notes. I, I, did get I had the, a look at two yeah. bums that were covered up slightly. <laughs> I, I did get the opportunity yesterday to uh, give evidence before the Royal Commission into Sexual Abuse. Ah, uh, did you get it? Yes, I did. Good and on it you. was handled very professionally. Good on you. Um, yeah. A private session between a justice and um, other people and whatever, and they treated me um, not like royalty, but they treated me like a decent human being. They yes. listened to the story. They had empathy, compassion, Good. and whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, Congratulations, Dennis. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. Well, very difficult. I won't tell you on air, but it's very, very, um, uh, they're very sneaky, the Catholic Church. Um, And I was actually sexually abused without knowing it until later on in years. Um, I found out about it. uh, But they um, they took the... Took the story, understand what uh, understood uh, what I was saying, and yeah, treated me like a like oh, a good. human like being, a human well, being, so human glad. being. Yes. And so let's uh, hope that's the end of it. We'll just wait for the results. We'll see. But you're doing you're doing good for everybody else too. Yeah. By doing because that. you know, as I said to him uh, yesterday, uh, the Catholic Church was supposed to save my soul, yes, not to savage it. Yes. You know, and that's what they did. They brutal. Um, oppressive uh, mongrels, the Francis- uh, Franciscan Church, I don't mind saying that, um, and they're no different from a lot of other um, Catholic um, institutions. The Franciscan Order. Franciscan and, Brutal. And brutal. look who they followed. They follow, you know, where Saint they Francis got their Saint Francis. Francis of Assisi, that <laughs> gentle man who preached compassion and well, caring. That's he for, yeah, well, he did. Did he? He did exist. Oh, he was only in the fifteen. <laughs> he was in, in uh, the fifteen forties. Is well oh, recorded. Right. He wasn't he, that one on the road to Damascus, was he? No, no that, that was, was a madman. That was what a, was his name? That was Paul, Paul. Oh, Paul, the gay man. Oh, gay. Was mm. he gay? Yes. Oh, well, no. The nuns didn't tell me that. Well, all you have why, to do is come to every Friday morning. <laughs> Comrade, you'll find out St. Paul was gay. Yeah, but wow. St. Francis. And good luck to him. St. Fr- yeah. Francis of um, Assisi. Really? He's called the little man the, or the little saint or the little poor saint because he was impoverished. But he all he oh. taught was so he preached well, compassion and caring for every living creature. Well, well what the, about St. Maria Goretti? From she, who? Oh, she's been debunked, defrocked. She's gone. Why? 
Well, you know, we were taught at school. Yes, we were taught at school. She but... was. Well, we have shown a film that was made way back about her because what was it uh, we were told that it's better to die than to yes. allow somebody to have rape you. I know, I know. Yes, yeah, that Death was what we before were taught. dishonour. Yes, and he was a gardener or something. He was still alive. Yes, he was back yeah. then. I don't they've, know they've got then. a. Uh, they brought in. What, what the... was the film called? Oh, I don't know. Some Can you remember? Gritty, probably. <laughs> they brought in the nineteenth man though. Um, they brought someone off the bench, and they've now made oh, Mother so Teresa. Uh, oh, don't, oh, they so have. Don't start me on her. Well, oh. let's start next week on Mother Teresa. Yeah, let's have a go at Mother Teresa. It's 9.58, um, <laughs> coming up to 10 o'clock in the forenoon, and you have to be elsewhere. Oh, not now. I've got, to, I've got oh. to talk to I've got to be here being doing what I'm told by Chris. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, good luck here, clients, 11 o'clock. Um, anyway, let's go ahead in the same old way. I was telling you to keep talking, but it's quite all right. Oh, you can start again. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Let's start. go out in the same old way. <laughs> Why not? Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from Left After Breakfast. But the good times are worth it. If we can just... You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.